0: Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time! The best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be! And you know it! With a tear in my eye! The queen of the crop,
1: acknowledge me! Yes, indeed. Happy Thursday evening. Justin Joint showing off some wrestling belts on his fingers. What is happening here? It's uh, episode 317 of Top Rope Nation. Ryan Drosty, Justin Joint, Jesse Velasquez. Justin, are those wrestling figure title belts you got there?
2: Yeah, I keep stealing them from my kid because I don't feel like he treats them properly. And they're my two favorites. <laughs> the The IC... And the AEW, so oh
1: baby.
2: Uh, he the doesn't classic. know the difference yet.
1: It's just it's the a back and forth. I see if,
2: if he ever comes down and pretends to podcast, he's like, well, how did these get down here? <laughs> I don't know, buddy.
1: <laughs> Had to show him off on the interwebs, you know, <laughs> show off those title belts. Jesse, how are you doing tonight, man?
3: Life's great. I have a brand spanking new mission, and that is to challenge Prince Nana to a game of craps, defeat him and take his weed.
2: Nice.
1: <laughs> Hell yeah. That was such a great line. That was so good, man. It was a very up and down edition of of Dynamite. We're going to talk about that here uh, momentarily as we preview this Saturday night's full gear. And I just found out not too long ago that the joint family will be joining me in my household to watch the show this Saturday. Bummed you can't make it to town, Jesse, but uh, hopefully for a a future pay-per-view, we can work that out.
3: Made last year's full gear, not this one, unfortunately. True. So we'll, we'll we'll find one that uh, is out of driving distance or flying distance, and I'll make it down.
1: Yes, yes, indeed. So guys, last week we had the Steve Austin fantasy draft with Zach hadorn Brass Ring Media, SE SC Scoops, and we're going to get to the results of that momentarily. I know you're all waiting with bated breath right now, and we do have a winner, a by a very narrow margin. I'll announce it momentarily, but before we do, Justin, what's in the, what is in the glass tonight, sir? The important question.
2: Well, um, not generally a fan of this, but it comes highly recommended. And I finally just got my hands on it because, uh, me and Ryan took our littles to a a local independent show wrestling, which the highlight for me was, uh, his daughter, Uh, desperately trying to get a wrestler to yell at her (laughs) so she just kept (laughs) screaming at them the entire time it was it was incredible (laughs) i was so proud of her was
1: intense at that show i've taken (laughs) her to she's been to two wwe shows and she did not respond i mean i think it's because of how close we were but man she was heckling the shit out of these heels (laughs) jesse my Uh. oldest daughter was it was it was impressive it was yeah you love to see i think the i think the wrestlers were scared to look at her they had to have heard (laughs) oh she was loud there is no way they didn't hear it reminded
2: me of uh the the cena lesnar SummerSlam where you can hear bill simmons kids screaming during the entire match (laughs) yes
3: hell hath no fear like a seven-year-old scorn it was yeah (laughs)
2: It but was so, wild. so, yeah, I know what you got. What is it, Justin? Yeah, uh, so Ryan finally brought me my dangerous man
1: peanut butter porter. I almost yes. forgot it. We had just left, I've, I've seen Justin since September when I got that from you, Jesse. You know, as we were leaving Chicago, but I've always forgotten to give it to him. It's been in my fridge ever since. And I was driving down the street and it hit me, and I'm like, turn around, I got to get the dangerous man for Justin. So there it is. He's pouring it now. Oh. Very good stuff. Very good indeed. Ooh,
3: that is dark. Envious. Is.
1: Love Dangerous Man. Jesse, um, what do you got?
3: Well, I made a trade in September. And with that trade of a Dangerous Man peanut butter porter, I was. Holy gifted. shit, that is good. Yes, Sorry it is. Sorry for interrupting. Wow. No. Interrupt me anytime you sip that. That is tasty. That is tasty. Dimensional Brewings Bussin. Thank you so much, Tim Jensen. I appreciate it
1: oh very nice that's uh nice. smooth that's a, a ipa from dubuque i think <laughs> yes indeed well i'm the odd man out i actually don't have beer tonight for uh, one of the first times in a while but i'm not getting sick but i do have the clear liquid i've got the uh, gin and tonic the justin joint special tonight so mm. enjoying this always good had to had to make one for the wife before i headed down here to the office as well she loves the gin and tonic i am i'm plum out i got to get a new bottle also just got a text from my wife, crisis averted. Right before we went on the air, I was helping her look for her AirPods all over this damn house. She has found them. Ladies and gentlemen, stop the press. My wife has found her missing AirPod. Stand down, everybody. House Stand down. Very, very interested. But it was a crisis around here.
3: That is a true crisis. That is averted. <laughs> AirPods being lost. Oh, goodness gracious. I'm scrambling like Randall Cunningham back in the 90s.
2: <laughs> I will just not mow my yard if I don't have my earbuds true. in. That is true. It's just not this happening. This has
1: happened before. Or like I actually have some of the old school earbuds that I, you know, I have to plug into the USB to, to charge. And sometimes I forget after mowing, they're my mowing yep. headphones. And it's like, I can't start for a half hour. I got to get enough charging. <laughs> so you know, this is like my one time I can listen to podcasts and in, in peace. So it is a crisis. I understand. Uh, guys, if you're new to Top Rope Nation, we don't just talk about booze and mowing the, the lawn or our wives missing property. We talk a little pro wrestling as well. If you want to get involved in the show tonight, we do have Super Chats open, which yes, indeed, even on our channel now, we finally hit 1000 subscribers. Thank you to all of you. We can now accept Super Chats. Very exciting for the show. Just another way to you know give us a tip if you are enjoying the show tonight and get your comment featured on the show. Uh, We have a Patreon page. uh, Jesse just released a bonus show the other day. It was great, great stuff. This is TRN Unplugged. He talked about Eddie Guerrero. This is what everyone's been talking about in our Facebook group. And what that has meant to you with your heritage, Jesse, I really enjoyed that show. Well worth the, uh, the monthly charge on Patreon to hear that one. Well done, sir.
3: Thank you kindly. Again, over the years, Eddie grew on me. So you get to hear that whole story. Seven-day free trial if you are not a subscriber yes. just yet.
1: And I, re- it, I had taken down the free trials. They are, and it is now back up. So if you join the Patreon page and get the seven days free, I got the QR code here on the screen right now. Pay nothing for seven days. You can access the full archive. Over 115 bonus shows. Jesse's show that I just mentioned is up right now. We're going to be recording a new TRN Classics in two weeks on Survivor Series 95. That's going to be a lot of fun. Lots of TRN Classics in the in the archives, though, for you to dip into the minute you join. That is the number one way to support what we do. And, of course, Super Chats as we're live right now. That helps out a little bit, too. And, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform or here on YouTube. Uh, before we get to full gear, real quickly here, here is the results from the Steve Austin draft last week. I'm going to put it up on the screen. First of all, if you didn't hear the show. I don't know what you're waiting for, but these were the results. Zach Hadorn's picks, my picks, Justin and Jesse's. And we sent out the poll on Twitter. We put it up in the Facebook group and on Twitter, Justin and I tied Jesse came in next, then Zach. And in the Facebook group, Justin joint won by five votes. So Justin joint, you are the champion of the Steve Austin draft, sir. Congratulations. Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) A very nice victory. It was really close. I mean, you know, looking at these picks again, there's a, there's a lot of good matches. We, we said on the show, Steve Austin, maybe has the most depth to his wrestling resume. And I mean, there were so many more great matches we could have picked that we left out. I mean, these are, the top twenty, according to our draft, a lot to dive into there. If you know over your holiday next weekend, if you'd like to to bring up the cock, bring up the network, and and dive into the Steve Austin archive, there's there's a good starting point for you right there. I you think the first. Sorry, go, go. ahead.
3: I'll say you get to see two different sides of Steve: stunning Steve mm-hmm. and Stone Cold Steve, because there is a pretty significant difference between the two. You also get to see what binds. Uh, the ECW version of Steve into Stone Cold as well. So he spent three months in ECW. I recommend that you go back and at least watch the promos because that you could tell right then and there that he was ready for the big time.
1: Yes, indeed. And guys, if, if you're not watching our video feed right now, which you should some week tune into the live show Jesse's even got... I'm going to go full screen on him here. He's got the Steve Austin look going right now. Look at that. (laughs) He's got the the no-shave November. I mean, dead ringer for Steve Austin. The Stone Cold era of Steve Austin. Nicely done, sir. Just trying to impersonate my hero, Tim Jensen. (laughs) There you go. (sighs) Tim, if you're out there, you got to send us a super chat just for that reference right there. Nice. All right. Let's talk full gear. Uh, Full gear, traditionally of the AEW pay-per-views one of my favorites i mean a little biased because we all attended full gear 2021 which is a show uh, jesse that you talked about Mm -hmm. on trn unplugged this week what's your excitement level heading into saturday night this year jesse
3: high very high not as high as prince nana but high (laughs) i'm gonna go eight and a half or nine i think if there's a couple of matches in there where I'm lukewarm on, but the rest has been very well constructed. They, I think ever since All Out ended, ever since we left Chicago, Tony has done a pretty damn good job at the top of the card and the high middle. So it's extremely high.
1: Justin, what about you, sir? Low. Very
2: low, yeah. about as low as i think i've ever been uh hyped for an aw show uh, obviously i am very excited for swerve hangman 2 and basically to me it's it's a one one match show because even two other matches that i'm looking forward to i, I don't feel any suspense going into it because i think the winner is like just a foregone conclusion and in fact if the other person's person wins i think it'll be confounding and just won't make any sense with the story they're telling,
1: which we can get more specifically into that later. Yeah. I'm, I'm a little bit between both of you. I would say closer to Jesse. I'm pretty excited to watch. I agree that it has been a very well-built show, you know, in comparison to some of the other AEW pay-per-views where you know, they just smash that pay-per-view button the last week or two and, and get ready for the show. This one, I mean, lots of at least, couple months worth of uh, of booking in, in some of these, you know, and so I think, yeah, I think it's a, a nicely built card. There's some matches that I'm lower on, of course, but I mean, I'm re- just like you guys really, really excited for the hangman swerve match. I mean, that's my most anticipated match of the night easily. Um, Orange and Moxley has been built nice. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously the main event they've been building up for weeks and weeks and weeks. I, I'm in- intrigued on who the devil could be, and, and we'll talk about that here in a little bit. Um, I mean, I even have intrigue on on these women's titles matches too, which, you know, people are always harsh on the AEW women's division and and the lack of emphasis it receives. But I think in both of those, there's something to look for. And I'm definitely looking forward to that. And so, yeah, I, I, I'll say maybe seven out of 10, I'll say seven out of 10. So definitely closer to, uh, to Jesse's end. Now I said dynamite, you know, the go home show, very up and down. What'd you guys think of the video game match? I got to throw this out there because that was the final match of dynamite before the pay-per-view. They got reportedly six figures for this deal, which is why they did it. Uh, Jesse, what did you think of it? Somebody check on Paul White. (laughs) Make sure he's
3: okay. He got about three quarters of a rotation on that body slam. That's not what he signed up for.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What's uh, (laughs) Yeah.
3: Coda on the bicycle. I mean, that was oh, odd. Something that he probably I think he was on a he was on a sh- episode of Rob D show and I can't recall the name of it. I oh, it's the one where with all the follies on it and they go over it. He was on the show where he was shooting off fireworks on top of a on top of a truck. This <laughs> yeah. is nothing. This is nothing new to Coda. And oh, by the way, his neck health is probably at 3.5% after this match too. I think outside of that, it was just it was all over the place for yeah. me. It, Jericho in a suit didn't do it for me. Hey. Big show didn't do it for me there either. The powerhouse Hobbs getting his mouth taped, I guess that was an okay spot. Yeah, I mean, it was just a it was a clusterfuck, but hey, at least they made a lot of
1: money from Sega. And that's what it comes down to. I mean, yeah, I wrote in my review over on SCScoops.com. It was a mixed bag but mostly bad. It was that spot. So Justin, you were a little behind and and we were texting about it as you were starting the match. And I told you, read my review when you get done. Uh, the, I cannot believe they were pushing the bicycle spot on all of their social media channels. Cause it was so bad. It, and Justin, you, you told me Coda's washed. That was your text, yeah. you know, afterwards. I mean, yeah, he took a hell of a bump at the end off of the bicycle, but those lead pipe shots, were so horrendous looking. I could not believe they put it out there for people to see on replay. I mean, these super, super slow mo lead pipe shots. I said my review wouldn't have hurt a small child. I mean, as far as the the good stuff, that superplex that Kenny took to the outside through the table was total madness. I thought um, Fletcher gave Abushi a tombstone off the ring apron, like through a sign. That was pretty wild. I don't know why Takesha gave Jericho a DDT on a couch and Jericho sold it. Like you got DDT on a cushion and he was actually selling it like he was dazed. That was odd. So definitely a mixed bag. But again, yeah, it's all about the money. Uh, and speaking of all about the money, uh, Tim Jensen, our first super chat ever on one of these live streams. Thank you, Tim. $4.99. <laughs> he says, good, good I have man. a twin. I have a twin. Jesse is your twin. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Yes. <Yeah. laughs> Uh, Justin, were you going to jump in there? Did you have something?
2: No, I think you guys covered that match uh, basically because it was just like for every good thing they did, it was like kind of ruined. I, I, you know, I liked the the body slam onto the car spot with Paul White. You know, I thought that made Hobbs look good, but then I thought they made him kind of look bad for the rest of the match. And you know, I, I would have had no problem with the bicycle spot. I, you know, I don't mind a little silliness in my wrestling, but to you know, as Ryan pointed out, those steel pipe shots were just the the they. I would almost say they looked weaker than Shane McMahon punches. They they were very bad. <laughs> it was bad. Um, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Well, oh, then, then the last thing I was going to say is that you know that superplex onto the tables on the outside was freaking incredible. But to me, that should have been like, whoever goes through those tables, they should be done for the match. But then Kenny Omega was right back in there minutes later. So just kind of, I don't know, uh, devalues all the stuff they were doing. I agree with that. So So, thumbs down. Well, I I don't know. I guess, you know, having said, that, I was also entertained the entire stupid match, you know, so I don't know.
3: Those Ibushi sure. ledge shots were about a step or two below Hogan's chair shots. That's
1: what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, no, that is bad. So I guess we can parlay that discussion into the first match we'll talk about from Full Gear here, because you know, obviously, we have got the Golden Jets—that is Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho—taken on the Young Bucks, and the Bucks wrestled uh, Commander and uh penta earlier in the show and that was a very good match and in my opinion i really liked that match it was a spot fest of course being the bucks and everything uh the bucks going heel in front of their hometown crowd them saying they don't care anymore they'll do you know whatever it takes and they had this backstage interaction with uh omega and jericho on the show and uh, the stakes are if the golden jets win they get the Bucks AEW tag team title opportunities. And if the Bucks win, the Golden Jets must disband as a team. And I got to say, you know, being a fan of all four of these guys at different points in their career, you know, still being a pretty big fan of Kenny Omega, the Bucks, I can kind of take or leave at this point. Jericho, he's a legend, but mostly what he does doesn't interest me much these days. Justin saying, take a hike. Uh, <laughs> I don't have a lot of interest in this match, personally. I I don't really want to see Omega and uh, Jericho teaming anymore. So I guess I hope they lose so I don't have to see it. But I I don't know, man. I It, it would seem to me that they're probably going to win. But I don't know. It, it can go either way. What do you think, Jesse? So, as
3: everybody sees by my t-shirt, <laughs> this is the sleeper for match of the night. An absolute sleeper. And I will tell you Just why. Justin's face right now. <laughs> two of the greatest tag team matches I have ever seen with my two eyes involve Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. Omega and Paige. Mm-hmm. Omega and Ibushi at uh, New Japan's, I believe it was Strong Rising, or something along those lines, in San Diego, California. At that time, it was the best tag match I'd ever seen. Ever since then, AEW's tag wrestling and ROH with the FTR Trilogy with the Briscoes. Do you mean that can, you can throw that in comparison too? I mean, when the Bucks and Omega are motivated to do something, they're going to do it. The problem is, sorry, Michael, it's Chris Jericho. Can he elevate his game in this spot? And I honestly don't know if he can keep up with these three men. If he can again I'm putting this in that sleeper of the night category because I've seen again these guys are amazing whenever whenever they're in the ring together I really want the bucks to win I I just because again Omega and Jericho should not be teaming I want Kenny to enter this collision tournament that's going to be happening here or the that's going to take place with the World's End here in December mm-hmm. I want I want I want the cleaner back and I would not mind either an Omega Danielson final. I know it might not be the best way to book it, or I just want Omega to just put on four and a half star match after four and a half star match throughout this round robin.
1: So bucks. That would be my preferred outcome so that I don't have to see the Golden Jets anymore. I just, I don't know. I was just looking at the the odds. It's not crazy, but they have the Golden Jets favorite at negative 400 right now the bucks plus 250 so that could change i i just i really don't know i it will probably be a, a good match it could, I, I guess i could see your point like three of these four guys could really push things and make it a match of the night contender i'm just not that invested in it when i think of the other matches that they've had that were really really good i was a lot more invested in it. especially you know with Hangman in there Revolution 2020. I was way more invested in what was going to happen with that team and everything. Here I just just kind of take it or leave it. I like the performers, but I'm not what, what what do you think, Justin?
2: Oh, god. Um outside of Omega, I'm just kind of over everybody involved in this match. Uh you know, I know it was a good or entertaining match on dynamite. But, and I know it was commander, not Phoenix, but I, I am good with seeing any version of the bucks versus the lucha bros for quite a while. Like, I, I feel like I've just seen it a thousand times. It it, it feels like those are the only guys the bucks want to work with are, you know, their friends or the people they've been around for a long time. Uh, I find that to be really annoying. You know, I, I think that's a big reason why punk's gone. Jesse. No, I want you to finish your point because I'm going to add on. Um, I am confused about their heel turn, I guess. I don't know why you would do that basically in their hometown when you're not going to get you know a full-throated heel reaction, especially when... When after the match, they're walking back up the ramp, the cap- camera catches them signing some kid's sneaker and giving it
1: back to him. Boy, what what fucking heels those are. <laughs> I thought they were getting booed, not booed, but the crowd was kind of behind the other team, uh, Penta and Commander early in the match before they started healing it up a little bit, even.
3: Yeah, I you guys yeah. That, But everybody loves Penta. Yeah charisma just oozes out of that man's skin it's so fun to watch i just love him to the bucks point look at how they've been treated the last two and a half months and it's just them it's themselves i think they've shot themselves in the foot even after they signed this contract how they celebrated in the ring the night of collision when cm punk had been fired then you hear these rumblings of FTR and the Bucks not wanting to work together here mm-hmm. in the last month and a half. I'm assuming that the Bucks' feelings got hurt. So, and then also someone who I believe that was behind, who was in their corner. I, I, you might be able to pronounce her name, Ryan uh, Maga, is or is it? Uh, how do you pronounce her name? She just yeah, left behind the
1: scenes. Yeah. Yep.
3: She mm-hmm. just left to work exclusively at the Jacksonville Jaguars. So all friends wrestling in the young bucks world is turning into a completely different outcome that they probably envisioned four years ago. And now it's just causing them to revolt. And now they're in a sense, kind of acting like whiny little bitches.
2: Yeah. I mean, they're, they're obviously trying in their matches, but it seems like since they signed those big new contracts that they're almost unmotivated or have, have no interest in doing anything new or creative with other wrestlers. And I don't, you know, I, I'm starting to wonder if that's, I mean, are they kind of creatively bankrupt or were they ever all that creative or are they just kind of, you know, an in-ring talent? And, and at this point, that just
1: isn't enough for me anymore. Can't argue. Yeah, I I agree. I agree. I used to be a huge Young Bucks fan. I still like watching them wrestle, but it's not like I'm pining to see them have a tag team title run again, or yeah, really even get featured on t- Really, the only thing with the Bucks that I've been excited about in the last couple of years was, well, I did want, I did say on the show, I wanted them out of the trios title, you know, situation, which was good. But, I mean, the Punk stuff was the only thing I was pining to see, to see them get in the ring with Punk. And outside of that, there's just nothing I really want to see. To your point, a lot of these matches we've been seeing with them, we've seen them a, a bunch of times before. and It's really not new. You know, so, I mean, they even went back to FTR, which we know was going to be a good in-ring match when they have those matches. But we had seen it before as well, so... <laughs> Yeah, not a lot creative for them moving forward. I guess they're trying with the heel stuff, but yeah, to your point, Justin, did not make a lot of sense, and they didn't really sell it very good.
2: Are they
3: starting to look like some counterfeit bucks? <laughs> Was someone
2: right? Did did uh, Omega not say they were acting like children in that backstage interview? Interesting. Mm-hmm. seems like uh you know a conversation we're gonna have later, but it seems like a lot of different sides are playing into this whole punk slash devil
1: stuff. Yeah. we'll get to it guys. keep listening, keep listening. Uh, let's go to so this was another one that we saw on Dynamite continued to push for Orange Cassidy defending the international title against John Moxley. You know, this is a match we saw in person at the United Center just a couple of months ago in the main event at All Out. And uh, I think I think they've done a good job building this. Um, I do feel like Blackpool Combat Club is kind of running out of steam here and there. But the the heat between Cassidy and Moxley and Moxley's had some really, really fiery promos of late, especially the ones that have been the pre-tapes backstage. Uh, now, they they go home with them having a tag match, which is, you know, kind of that WWE formula. Two guys that are going to wrestle on the pay-per-view this weekend, so we're going to put them in a tag match with their partners. And so we had Hook and Cassidy against Mox and Yuta. They opened the show on Dynamite. It was a good match. We got the, the stuff after the match where Mox got on the, the microphone and he talked about how orange is nothing, you ain't ever been nothing. And that basically told me Cassidy's winning this time. <laughs> you know, he, he took the L at All Out, I think you have to put Cassidy over this time. I I would be stunned if he lost again, I think. I think he needs the win here. What do you think, Justin? I agree with you. that This
2: is one of those matches I was alluding to where, you know, I'm sure it's going to be stellar, you know, in between the ropes, but I would be confused if Moxley won. And frankly, this is something that we've, you know, feels like we've seen many, many times in AEW, but it's probably only been once or twice where, you know, Tony wants to go a direction, somebody gets injured, you know, they have to course correct, but then like once this person gets healthy, he goes right back to him. You know, are they going is he going to do that again with Moxley? You know, if he, if if he does, you assume he has some grand plans, but to me it's like it's, it's just the international title. Keep it on orange, go a different direction. Mox is such a made man that you can do whatever you want with him. And plus I think it would make Orange
1: look, you know, all that much better to get it, get a big clean win over Mox. Well, we've talked about it time and time again on the show this year that he has been one of those real unsung heroes, maybe not Mm -hmm. even unsung at this point Mm -hmm. for AEW, very consistent all year long. And he already took the L and they're telling the story that he can't seem to get it over on Moxley. You know, he hit the orange punch during the tag match on Wednesday night and it had like no effect on Moxley at all. So, like, his his big move doesn't work. Moxley's making him look like a chump. Moxley's already beat him on a pay-per-view. It would be extremely confounding to see him lose. (laughs) Again, it it would make no sense. Also, I noticed during that match on Wednesday night that, you know, they were trying to build up heat for the hot tag and BCC, I guess, technically in the heel role, but, like, nobody really wants to boo them. Mm-hmm. So that was the problem during the match is there wasn't a lot of crowd heat because nobody wants to boo Moxley because he's so damn good. But everyone you know wants to cheer both sides. So that dynamic has been a little tough in the build. But overall, I like the story that they are telling Jesse.
3: Especially with Orange on the outside looking at his hand and looking like he's about to cry.
0: Yeah.
1: Like,
3: I don't know if I can do this without this move. Speaking of which... Justin, you were probably the most shaken by that main event at all. Out. What do you mean, uh, Moxley winning oh, over Cassidy? Sh- I shaken in a good way. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because Orange, I mean, they both put on a performance. It was the main event. Orange Cassidy was in the main event in the AEW pay per view, and he deserved to be there.
2: And and it felt like a fitting end to his reign too. Mm-hmm. right and then the injuries
3: popped up and here we are back at square one again orange 100 percent, should go over here i don't think there is a question would you want a third installment of this match that's my
1: last question if orange wins or i mean because like yeah mox wins i can't imagine that. another match would be bizarre if he gets two clean victories that'd be predictable
2: if they went yeah. to a third, it's like uh, I mean, that'd be an all time burial if Orange just wa- lost three matches to Mox.
1: And that's the other thing though. Like, okay, then he finally gets the win, but like you already lost to him twice. Yeah. Are you still behind? I don't I don't know. No, if, I mean if, I, if he Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just no, gonna I'll, say if if Orange wins here, I wouldn't want to see it right away. Down the line, you know, they can call back to these matches they had. Maybe like six months at the earliest from now. I, I would want to see it down the line quite a bit, personally.
3: He was a made man after that main event, and mm-hmm. he'll be even more of a made man by beating the toughest guy in the company, which he sh- absolutely should in this instance. So when he does drop the title, he can move up into that meaty main, main event conversation. The fans yeah. love him.
1: We love him. Give him the chance. He deserves it. I agree. I agree. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, This tag team title match, the four-way tag team title match. So we have uh, Malachi and Brody versus FTR versus Rush and Drillistico versus the champs, Starks and Big Bill. Uh, I think it would be insane to take the titles off Starks and Big Bill at this point. I think they got to retain. I don't have any deep thoughts on this match other than that. I see Justin nodding.
2: Yeah, I 100% agree with you. I It's weird because I love basically everybody in this match and I just mm-hmm. could not care less about it. I'm sure it'll be great. Uh, they always deliver in the ring, but to Ryan's point, it would be weird for them to take the titles off of Starks and Big Bill so soon. That would just kill all of their momentum. Frankly, I think it's weird that you're building them up and just putting them in a four-way. Let them beat one other team in a big-time match, but whatever. Uh, yeah, just love everybody involved, but don't care.
1: <laughs> Jesse,
2: He's right. And I'm going to go down on Kayfabe purposes.
3: Rush and Drealistico De- have had one tag match in AW. Malachi Black and Brody King have had three tag matches in AEW. Why are they in this title match?
2: Well, because they've been the PWG tag team champions for years now.
3: They sure have, and they've defended those titles about as much as Roman Reigns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That being said, so yeah, Starks and Big Bill are gonna retain, I believe, I think, although it might go against my Bucks pick, because then maybe it would be a heel versus heel dynamic. So Because originally, I was like, eh, it's too soon for FTR to do it again. There's probably some
1: squabbles going on backstage. We'll stick with Starks and Big Bill for now. They are at, in the latest odds, negative 250 to retain. I think it should be a lot bigger than that, but negative 250. Cassidy is, in the latest odds, not favored. Plus 150, Moxley negative 200. Interesting. Ooh. Interesting. I'd wager some money on that one. Mm -hmm, Me too. Yeah, same. So, okay. So that's where we're at with those. Uh, Yeah, I agree. Again, Stark's big bill. They got to go over. And uh, then we can move on to, let's see, where should we go next? Let's go to the women's matches. Uh, Sheeta defending the AEW women's title against Tony Storm. We've seen what they're doing with Mariah May uh, this week. Her second appearance on Dynamite, she got to meet her backstage. They're doing this storyline, which I didn't know until I saw this trending on Twitter. So this old movie from like 1950, all about Eve. And they seem to be following that to a T. I mean, even Tony Khan tweeted it's all about Mariah right after her debut. And like lots of people that are into classic Hollywood latched onto that and they they uncovered what was happening. And basically the storyline in that movie. Is there's like this young actress who is upset, you know, pretends to be obsessed with the star actress and basically uses her to become famous, kind of thing. And that seems to be what they're going to be doing here. And so, my pick is for Tony Storm to win with some kind of assist from Mariah May to advance that story. I think. Uh, I see you both nodding. Uh, Let me throw it to Jesse first this time. What do you think is going to happen? This makes me feel really, really awful for Hikaru Shida. Right, but like, again, why did they even go to her as champion? <laughs> exactly, you know, like it doesn't even make sense to do that twice when you have all this other stuff happening in the women's division. You've heard, me, you've heard me for months,
3: if not years, talk about the AEW's women's division. So I'm not going to do it here. Tony Storm is going to defeat Hikaru Shida and win the AEW World Championship. She's the hottest character going in on that side of things. I think it's as simple as that. Cause again, if I go into more detail, I'll get a little bit riled up. And I don't need to do that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Justin, <laughs> uh, you know, Jess already said it. Uh, Tony storms, the hottest woman's act in the promotion. The only reason I can think of why you'd keep it on. Sheeta is because they've have been doing a little bit of hot potato with the women's title. Uh, that can be, dilute its value a little bit but i i I think it would do more for the championship to put it on your top act so tony storm
1: and you know the top story they're seemingly going to be telling in this women's division Mm -hmm. with you know this mariah may coming in big star in japan lots of people big time fans of her if you haven't checked out her work that she's had over in stardom she is very very good and so once we actually see her in action you're going to be impressed and so with what they're doing with her and Tony, you almost have to have the title involved. Like she's she's trailing around the champion, you know, she's polishing the title for. Her, that kind of stuff. I mean, it would not make sense for Tony to lose here. And we we even before Mariah May came in, we were all talking about Tony Storm needs to be champion. She's the best act in the division right now. Why is she not champion? And so now with maybe they were just waiting on the Mariah May thing. So now that she's there, now that they're doing the story, I think they got to go to her. So we got that in the AW Women's World title situation. And then over in the TBS title, we have Statlander defending in a triple threat against Julia Hart and Sky Blue. Sky Blue, they've been doing this, you know, kind of teasing the dark side with her thing ever since she got the mist. Julia Hart, we've raved about her on the show before and how much she's progressed as a talent in this company. And, you know, at Wrestle Dream, we all really wanted to see her win. Once it came out that she got married right after that and went on her honeymoon, then it made sense as to why she didn't win. But then, you know, when we did the review, we didn't know that Uh, I, I got to pick Julia Hart to win here. I think, you know, outside of Tony storm, she's the best thing going in the women's division and has a lot more intrigue behind her than Statlander right now, who I like a lot as a performer, but I think it makes sense to move this title over to Julia and, and, you know, I'm sure what's going on with Sky is going to play into the finish in some way, I believe. Jesse? I'm
3: going to channel Ryan Drosti from the end of September. Julia Hart is going to win this this bout and become the AEW TBS champion. The only reason Sky Blue is in this match is to either A, take the pin, or B, help Julia mm-hmm. and make it a two-on-one situation to make Chris Statlander look strong. And then maybe she can develop a character that can move up into the world title scene because we all know how talented she is in the ring. So, yeah, Julia should take this portion over. Now is the right time. She can now have an understudy with Sky Blue. Now, for the rest of the women's division, you have to bring some more characters up because we can't have all these recycled opponents. Which, by the way, Red Velvet in her last three matches or her first three matches back has looked phenomenal give that woman a story and let her become a challenger. Like immediately she's looked that good in the ring.
2: Mr. Joint. Uh, I like Jesse's options here for, for sky blue, either, you know, being there to help heart win or to take the pin. I was an envis envisioning a scenario where she does both where they just double team, uh, Statlander the entire time, and then she just lays down for Julia Hart. You know, officially becoming part of whatever faction uh, she's got going on. I, the only reason I can't see them changing titles here is, you know, because we all assume that the women's title is going to be changing hands. Do you have both belts switch on the same show? When you when you have so much TV to fill.
3: With all the chaos that has been going on in the women's division, the inconsistency, and again, I'm not going down the rabbit hole. Yes, I think they should do it.
1: Yeah. I do too. Freshen it up. Had a lot of criticism in that division. Yet you get uh, a first-time champion in Julia Hart and indisputedly the the best character they got going in, in the division right now. So I like it.
2: Yeah. I was going to say... uh you know, Statlander's rain feels pretty cold anyway, so why not change? But I don't remember the last time a lady's title reign did not feel cold for the majority of it.
1: Unfortunately, you're just trying to get Jesse to read. <laughs> <laughs> He's baiting you. That's it's like that gif. That's bait. That's
3: bait. <laughs> uh, I feel like I should just do a 10-minute TRN unplugged on yeah. the AEW women's division. I think you should. And then they all can just hear every single gripe that I have, which by the way, it'll fall on deaf ears because Tony Khan doesn't listen. Scan that QR
1: card code on the screen right now. There it is. Patreon. (laughs) TRN unplugged coming soon. I love it. I love it. All right. Let's see. Where should we go next on this card? Uh, I'm saving the really good stuff for the end. So let's go to the six man tag. Sting, Darby, Adam Copeland, Ric Flair in their corner christian cage luchasaurus and nick wayne justin joint take it away what's going down here
2: well i hope team christian wins just because Flair's on the other side fuck that <laughs> dude get him out of AEW. i don't know why he's there it's dumb uh having said that i i would assume the staying team will win since uh christian was victorious at wrestle dream you know kind of even this uh, feud up a little bit and give whoever pins him a reason, you know, to have a TNT title shot in the future Um, and just, you know, give the big baby face group a big win. Um, Mm -hmm. I, you know, i love Christian so much that he can just win for the next 48 months and I'll be absolutely
1: (laughs) happy. I will say this about Ric Flair. At least he hasn't been on TV every week since they, signed him at least they're not in overexposing him no pun intended yet with Ric Flair so you know, you know
2: I, I, I I'm I, sure it's you know rumor. Ric
1: Flair likes to overexpose himself is what I'm saying yes I'm sure yes, he it's got it I'm sure it's a rumor
2: but I, I heard they might bring Hogan in no have you guys heard that at all
1: no okay hope it's not true I hope not. I At not one point
3: that. in time, he said that he didn't want a racist piece of, didn't want a racist human in his, uh, in his promotion,
2: and then. Well, but yeah. he's bringing in other garbage human beings, so.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So there's that. <laughs> I'm going with the babyface team here as well, pretty much for the reasons that Justin laid out. Jesse, you got any thoughts? Part
3: of me wants anarchy, and for Adam Copeland to turn. Oh, in this match. However, as we have, as we all have known for the last close to three years running, Sting must pose. It's true.
2: Undefeated. Baby faces win. He's only
1: got a few months left.
2: Yeah. So Sting and Darby have never lost as a team, even if it's like, you know, a six man or anything like that. Okay. Interesting. Nope. Ooh. Very Interesting. Now I really want to go with Team Christian. Yep, or the Patriarchy, <laughs> whatever they're called.
3: That's right, the yep. Patriarchy.
2: Boy, I think it would do a lot yeah. more for them than you know. Oh man, I'm going with Christian. Fuck it.
3: He like Not, if the
2: heels get the first win in a in a
3: feud, the feud keeps going. So that that's the logic I was going to use. But Sting must
2: pose. Let let's keep the feud going. You don't have to actually beat Sting. You can
1: just have his team lose. To your point, I mean, if Copeland turned, then they could do Copeland and Sting in a singles match. I'm sure he would love to do that match. That's probably on his dream match, you know, card. He's only got a few months to get it in here. I I think that is the most
2: interesting scenario, but it just yeah. feels too soon after his debut with the promotion.
1: But they, I mean, if he wants to wrestle him, he's going to have to yeah. do it soon. Is is, yeah. is the point? But. Yeah, I agree like normally that would be way too soon, but he hasn't really set the promotion on fire yet, you know? So Agree.
2: Maybe that would help change sell some freaking live event tickets. Have have Adam Copeland turn on Sting.
1: Yeah. Man, they will they've got a uh, a good crowd for LA. I know I saw they had over 10,000 tickets sold for this. Next week in Chicago for Dynamite, they're doing 2 for 1 tickets. Oof. night before thanksgiving uh they're running the coliseum in charlotte i think in january and there's only a little over a thousand tickets sold for that one so i'm sure you'll see rick flair on that show for sure
3: i haven't seen minneapolis's yet which is two weeks from yesterday which i'm gonna buy my tickets day of or day before because discounted super cheap so yeah
1: yeah I will look it up while we're talking about the next match. Um, Let's go to, do we only have two left? I was going to say. One other thing I want to say. Speaking of that, at least this is not a 13-match card yet at least. I'm sure they can add stuff. But as of right now, it's nine counting one pre-show match. I'm sure they're going to add to this. But as, as of this, as we record on Thursday night, so we're pretty much up to the two MJF matches. And our most anticipated match of the night. Let's go to that one. Hangman Adam Page, Swerve Strickland, Texas Death Match. The segment from Dynamite last mm-hmm. night. Adam Page was tremendous. Mm-hmm. Swerve has brought out the best in Hangman that we have seen in the last couple of years. Uh, I mean, I don't know how you could look at this card and not have this be your most anticipated match. Um, I loved. We've already quoted the stuff that he said about Prince Nana and the, and the weed. That was hilarious. I liked. It. He even brought up his career in teaching. He talked about having been around kids, you know, before and having to learn about discipline, and that he was going dis- to discipline him. I I liked that line as well. Uh, but yeah, he, I think he said he's he's the judge, he's the jury, he's the executioner. Yeah. Great line there as well. Man, this is this it, is good stuff.
2: And and, and coming me. and coming back to beat up. Nana was, was fantastic because mm-hmm. he know. couldn't touch swerve, but he could touch him. Yeah. Yeah. love the entire thing. Even, you know, props to swerve, even in silence helped, you know, put that entire segment over with, with his reactions, just great stuff. I am so torn on this because I want to see swerve elevated to, to a world title spot. And I can't think of a better way for him to get there than to be the first person to beat Hangman in a Texas death match, uh, to beat him in two straight matches. But boy, you you watch that Hangman promo, it's like, oh yeah, he, he could be the number one baby face and arguably should be the number one baby face in AEW. So... It's, it's one of those matches that I'm so intrigued to see who wins because I honestly don't know. I don't really want to know. And I'm happy. I'm not, you know, having to be the person that has to make the decision as to who wins. Cause I mean, it's almost one of those, it's it's like, it's, it's win, win, you know, cause obviously if hangman wins, the feud continues, you know, if swerve wins, you know, he's a top guy. Uh Mm-hmm. What do
1: you think, Jesse?
3: I think the audience forgets just how great Hangman Page is. Look at 2023 and the up and down year he's had because of his inconsistencies in his stories. Hangman and Moxley. That match at Revolution, if it was not for MJF and Danielson, that would have been match of the year contender, depending on your style of match that match ruled yes the impassioned promos there the impassioned promos against cm punk at double or nothing 2022 the impassioned promos with kenny omega going into full gear 21 this guy is a franchise player he has proved it time and time and time again the problem is the consistencies with his booking. And I don't know if it's something going on with him backstage because he's tied with the Young Bucks or what the hell's going on there with the elite thing. And then we have Swerve Strickland, who this pod supports, has supported since I think day one. Mm-hmm. This is a 5149 coin flip because you have one of two ways you can go. You can have Hangman. I think... I'm putting Hangman at 51. Giving him the win. This is his match. Mm -hmm. This will be match of the night by, I think, a mile. You have that. And we go into the two of three. The other option is you have Swerve Sweep. You immediately throw him World Championship within the next couple of months. Or if you delay it, AEW Revolution, he takes the championship. And then... I'm going to steal this one from Michael Jenkinson because it was kind of my idea. Swerve wins it. Hangman comes back later on down the road, just goes on a run. They reignite the feud for the world title. Hangman's character is so good. Have him be the one to take it from Swerve again. The fans have loved him since day one. So I'm I'm with it. I'll go Hangman for the exercise purposes, but I'm not fully confident.
1: Another reason why it's going to be match of the night. You can't be too sure on which way you're picking so like we're going to be biting on all the near falls throughout. I can already see Justin jumping out of the chair next to me down here in, in my man cave biting his fingernails. Yeah, it's going to be so good. I I think I'm picking Hangman, you know, just cuz of the results at Wrestle Dream and how great he came off on Dynamite. You know, I can see the consist- the inconsistency in his storytelling, the character stuff, hasn't been there. He always delivers in the ring for the most part. But I can see them looking at Wednesday night, even if they were considering going Swerve again and being like, we got to get this guy a win. Look a- look how great he was on Wednesday. So I'm going to pick Hangman, but I-, I also am not fully confident. It's going to be an awesome match. Set at the top. It is my most anticipated of the night. Swerve is so smooth in the ring. Page seems to be finding himself again. I mean, we're getting 2021 Hangman Page now. And uh, yeah, can't wait. Cannot wait. I should take a, a a clip of Justin during this match and put it up on our like Instagram Live or something like that. Instagram story. Sorry, I'm old. Swerve is ready for that main event
2: like right Do now. Yes. Do we think to really get Swerve over what they should build to is a... Match and Sturgis. I'm th- I'm thinking Swerve and Draymond Green versus Hangman
1: and Rudy <laughs> Gobert. And they don't charge for tickets. Just for go the gate. <laughs> <laughs> no reason to charge for tickets for this either. Yeah. Oh,
3: man. Very million-dollar dream-esque that he locked on Rudy Gobert. I thought he was going to pa- tap
2: out <laughs> or pass out. Hey, hey Samoa Joe is pro. He, th- he thought Draymond locked that thing in good. What a heel.
1: (laughs) Traymon always has been. Oh, man. All right. So, yeah, it's match of the night. We'll talk about it on Sunday. We will be doing a review of this show. uh, Yeah, Sunday. I don't know what time we'll talk about this off air, uh, but there will be a Top Rope Nation review of Full Gear, and we're going to get to MJF here in just a second. Jesse, I did look up the ticket sales for your show in a couple of weeks, the Dynamite in the Twin Cities. Last update on WrestleTix, just shy of 3,000 tickets sold for that. The setup is about 4,500. In a building that we know holds much more than that, they had over 10,000 for Full Gear 2021, a show that we were all at again. So, I mean, kind of in line with what these Dynamite tapings have been doing of late, for sure. It had 10,442 there for Full Gear 2021. So you'd like to see higher numbers. They've had worse. I'm sure it'll pick up in the last couple of days for the reasons that you stated, but you will definitely be giving us the live perspective after you go to that one.
3: Absolutely. I think quick by the lake had about five or six.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So they could, they could get there. We'll see. We'll see. They have a strong close and any matches for that. All right. MJF, the devil. We're going to get into all of the, the drama going on here, but as you know, MJF is working two matches on this show. Defending the ROH tag titles, of course, without his boy, Adam Cole, uh, against the gun club. And uh, will he have a partner? You know, that is that's the question. We've seen Samoa Joe offering his hand in friendship, pointing out that MJF doesn't have many friends left. And the friends that he does have keep getting taken out by the dudes in masks. Do we think he's going to wrestle this match alone, Justin, or will he convince someone? Will he take Samoa Joe on as his tag team partner on the pre show in the ROH tag team title match?
2: I mean, either scenario presents a pretty good opportunity, in my opinion. Either you can have, you know, Samoa Joe be his partner and kind of screw him over, which I guess, you know, has the same end result as my other opportunity, but, you know, have him just turn on MJF and and set up a future title match. Maybe at winter is coming. Um, But also, you know, if you just have MJF work alone, you know, put the belts on, you know, the ass boys. I I still don't really like the idea of primarily AEW talent holding Ring of Honor championships, but I I think that'd be a good look for them and, and the bang, bang, gang to have some gold around their waists. Uh, son I, I guess the only scenario I don't really see happening is MJ walking away from this match, you know, still the champ tag champ.
1: That is. Yeah. What do you think, Jesse?
2: I don't know how
3: much longer they can have him holding the ring of honor tag team championships. Here is the mystery question. I'd like to ask the two of you. There has been zero, and I mean zero point zero zero update on uh, this Adam Cole injury and how long he's supposed to be out for. Hmm. None from anyone. Why? Should
1: That's all I want to know. Is, is he the devil?
3: I is mean, that why he? He's obviously not going to show up in this match yeah i think either way yes the the guns should win the roh tag titles they'd be a fun team to have on the honor club on the honor club pay-per-view what would that be the uh what is the name of the pay-per-view at the end of december world's end yes no great uh, i'm sorry title, anyway. the death before dishonor ring of honor
1: uh pay-per-view on
3: honor club for 10 bucks so that'll definitely uh, be. Worth when the is price it? that's like mid December, right isn't it? So
1: yes, mid or early December. Okay, yeah.
3: Yep. Yeah, they could be fun to have. Have the guns over there. They should definitely be holding some gold. So yeah, I'll, I'll go with the guns. Does Samoa Joe interject himself? He sure as hell wants to. I mean, he's been alluding to it. I will say, for exercise purposes, yes, he will. Now it's a matter of who does MJF get pinned again by the Gun Club.
2: Hmm you know especially if you're leaning towards Adam Cole being the devil then Samoa Joe absolutely needs to be in this match cuz
1: he's been pushing for it Cole that mm-hmm. is and he's not on the card elsewhere he's been getting a lot of television time mm-hmm. great point
3: we should hold off on that chat in the upper right until we get to the main event cuz i like that chat quite
1: a bit you know or he's or he comes out and MJF is insisting he doesn't want his help. And then he loses the title and the confusion or something like that. I mean, I could see that happening too. I agree. I want a title change. I just, we've said it since the beginning. I don't like having these ROH titles on AEW television. And it, it doesn't give people incentive. Now you just gave me an incentive, $10 on an honor club. But other than that, there's been no incentive to subscribe to this service. Their titles are on, the television that we Mm -hmm. see AEW, why would i buy honor club and i think yeah the guns would be a fun team they're this younger team on the rise get it off of mjf he doesn't need it do whatever you have to do it's it's awkward booking that you got to have your world champion in these pre-show matches i don't like it when they were telling the story with cole i guess perhaps they're still telling the story with cole we'll get into that in a second but like It's awkward when now you're trying to get the titles off of him and you got to have your world champion take an L on the pre-show before he's in the main event of the pay-per-view to like guys that, you know, your most fair weather fans probably don't know much about in the guns. So I'll root for the title change. Probably, you know, obviously he's not going to lose clean to him. There's going to be some kind of confusion or something going on. Some shenanigans. Yeah, I, I'll I'll go with the title change, Justin. I actually kind of
2: like the whole pre-show Ring of Honor uh, tag match thing
1: with uh, well, I do, MJF like the X-Men. world champion.
2: Oh, with the but you like it with MJF? Okay. No, yeah, because I think that's the point of this entire story is that and the, the why it makes God, I hate to get ahead of ourselves here, but why it makes the most sense for Adam Cole to be the devil is because he, he's he's pushed and pushed MJF into this babyface role. And he's pushed him and pushed him into this, uh, you know, defending the title all the time where before, you know, God, how many times do you think he wrestled last year or like for the first half of his title reign, barely at all. And now all of a sudden we're getting, you know, matches on regular TV all the time with MJF. And so that's the entire point of if Cole is the devil, he is just trying to wear MJF down, just have him beaten to a pulp, which is, Mm. you know, going to be the culmination of of this story is that he just can't go anymore. And whoever the devil is, Adam Cole can just, you know, pick the scraps, you know, be the buzzard. Um, and you know, and as far as the world champ getting beat on the pre-show, not a great look, but I think in this scenario, it'd basically be in a three on one situation when you add in the Mm -hmm. guns and Samoa Joe. Mm Hmm. Yeah. And, and I think I, I, sorry for interrupting. I, I think I might, be on an island a little bit that I have actually really enjoyed babyface MJF. I think he's good at it. I'm with you. Mm -hmm. All
3: right. I see a lot of discourse online. They're absolutely hating it because and I'm like, he's doing a good job. He's eventually going back to being a hell of a heel like he always has been. Just give it time, folks. I think that's the problem. Again, it's just snapshot. We want everything yesterday type booking in on social media land, instead of actually letting a story marinate, so give it
2: time; it's going to happen.
1: This, this is, this I mean, is a like a lot of it will come from this, this finish, whatever they do in the main mm-hmm. event. Yeah, yep.
2: Which I guess that's an interesting question because we've been talking about like it's going to happen. Do we expect the devil to be revealed on this show? Because I kind of don't.
3: I, I'm fifty-one forty-nine. No. <sighs> I want it to be
1: so I think everybody wants it to be. It makes but sense. But when do you reveal it? Your paint your audience who's paying fifty dollars and you've teased it so hard on television to do it. I'm not convinced they will. I don't know for sure. It's it seems the way it's been built that they will. But I mean outside of Hangman in and, the pro, in the Go Home promo.
2: But I mean in outside of Hangman and Swerve, it's the most interesting story by far that they have going on. So I don't I mean And I don't think keeping it going would be dragging it out either. I think it's interesting. You could have a scenario where somebody in the devil mask maybe pops up at the end, but not to get ahead of ourselves. I don't foresee MJF walking away without his title on this show. So I don't know why you would do anything with the devil unless it's going to be to either reveal it or to cost MJF the title. Mm
3: -hmm. I, well... When we get to the devil's point, I think I'll I'll open up on that, but to uh, Brian Zillam's post about Hangman and Swerve, main eventing, and my retort was is that well the world title number one with MJF and J. White number two. I, I think this devil reveal and most people I think most people when they leave a pay-per-view go off talking about the final angle ninety nine percent of the time. All out twenty twenty one was all about Adam Cole and Brian Danielson's debut. They'd even they didn't even remember that Kenny Omega wrestled Christian Cage. You had mm-hmm. Christian and Darby Allen wrestle in the main event. No one talked about that. It was all about Adam Copeland. So it's the moments. I think the devil should be revealed here. Confidence-wise,
1: 50-50. I'll go 75-25, they do the reveal. Just just because of how TV has played out. I'm not a hundred percent, but I, I'm fairly I'm I'm more so that they that they will. Um man, there's a lot that's been said here. I could rant on. I I just to, to wrap up the Great. ROH situation. Yeah, I, I, I don't agree with you guys on some of what you said. I think babyface MJF was something worthy of trying. I think the last couple of weeks, not been good. I think it's undermined his title reign. I think he's not been compelling at all as a babyface champion of late. I thought his promo last night was not good. I thought that that was, I didn't, I didn't think Jay White was that good either. I thought it was a lame go home finish to a dynamite to be honest with you. Um I think if you had MJF out there doing the heel bit, he's just so much more compelling as a heel. and we will get it again to your point. We will. Um but right now, I don't think it's really adding anything, but we're at we're kind of at this treading water point where we're waiting for this big new chapter to be revealed. So it's hard to judge completely because we don't know what's going to happen with the devil. We don't know what's happening with the Cole situation. So I can't go too hard on that. But I do think right now he's not very compelling as a character to me, even with the attacks going on and stuff. So that I disagree on the ROH stuff. Yeah, I just don't. I don't like the world champion in these matches on a pre-show. I don't like it. It just it doesn't work for me at all. Yes, we're getting him in more matches. I do like that. I just don't think he should be messing around with title belts from a promotion that's, I mean, I know they don't want it to seem like the minor leagues, but like for most fans, that's what they see ROH as. They don't really have the importance to the the audience, and it's just a waste of time. That's I, just how I feel. Ooh, I, don't, strong I don't think he should disagree have that title. As far as waste of time. I mean, that, this is the entire story,
2: in my opinion.
1: We'll see. We'll see. I didn't think that they should have won them in the first place, though. I think you could tell the story without the ROH tag team titles. Yep.
2: Yeah, except, you know, it all began because that was the one thing that Adam Cole never won. And it was important to them. And it like solidified the friendship that MJF was like, all right, let's go get him. And the Mm -hmm. fact that he's still defending him without Adam Cole to like to be there for his friends, like get healthy. I will keep defending these until you get back. So that we're not stripped of these titles or, or God forbid they give them to an interim tag team champions. Uh, Yeah. But yeah. And I, I think they're just, they're playing roles right now, which I can see why maybe you wouldn't be into it or, or the way they're portraying it. But I, I think they're just building up the anticipation of, of the reveal which is why I'm not sure. Cause I think they're doing a good job of that. that's why I'm not sure you need to reveal it quite yet.
3: It has to be a world's end. You can't do it on free TV. I agree with Ryan on that.
1: Yeah. 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 I don't know. I just, I guess I just feel like you can tell the same story without the titles. I just, I just think it's, I don't know. I can go round and round with you on this. I, I don't <laughs> know why the world champions working matches against people that are beneath him on the pre-show. And we talked about it going into Wembley. Like it was kind of odd to have that match. Um, So I think, I don't know, maybe it'll all work out in the end. Probably will. But I just, I feel like you can kind of tell the same story arc without him being our, because it's, it seemed to me like the world champion has the, the, the fact that he's world champion for most of the last couple of months has been totally irrelevant it's almost felt like you've had an absent world champion because all of the stuff that was going on with the friendship stuff. And then the, not even the AEW tag team championships, the ROH tag team championships. Yes. The story that he hadn't won those. I don't know how compelling that is for most fans, the most hardcore for sure. Um, yeah, I I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I guess for me, it just comes down to, I will take
2: a strong attempt at, at a, Long-term, compelling storyline that we haven't really—I don't know if we've ever seen anything like this in wrestling before. Um, so that's that's a big reason why I like it. I, I think it's a big swing as far as storytelling goes.
3: It's also a slight blessing in disguise that Adam Cole jumped off that Arthur Ashe ramp. Yeah, but or was uh, it? Like
1: I would just keep going back to: Do they need to be the R.H. Tag Tag Champions though to tell that story?
3: I think that, that added piece. Kind of like, yeah, I I think dude, I can agree with both of you mean on anything that.
1: Anything to most of the general audience? Unfortunately not. I I just feel like that should be a spot for a young and up and coming team like the Guns to get more experience, to draw some people, I guess, to, you know, having some really good matches on Honor Club, not AEW television. Um I don't know. Like I agree with what Justin's saying about like the friendship deal and what that appeal. I just feel like you could tell it without the, the ROH tag titles. My, I think we're like kind of go, going back and forth over it. I like the, the overall story, mm-hmm. but it's just the piece that I'm being picky about is like, why do they need the ROH tag titles? And then you're painted into a corner where like he has to be on the pre-show all the time. And you're talking about that more than the world championship. And we can talk about all the numbers and what's been happening with live event attendance, the ratings have been a little better of late and still pretty close to where they've been though. Business has not been running in the right direction. There's lots of people online talking about is is MJF a failure as the world champion. I wouldn't go that far, but they haven't really grown their business and he was their best rising character before he got the world title. And can you point to them basically putting the world championship on the back burner for a couple of months? I don't know. They suck at old school promotion too. They do a horrible
3: job of radio, print. Yeah, yes. uh, All this stuff that they should be doing. Because notice when they actually did that, the week at Grand Slam, how many tickets they sold? Why wouldn't you do that in every town that you go to?
1: I mean, that makes so much more sense. Because the product's not that cold. To your point, Jesse, about I agree with you. Like World title match should pretty much always main event unless you have a dream match on the card, you know, unless you have Okada Danielson, you know, you know, something like that. Otherwise, I think you always, you have to, as much as I'm really looking for the Texas death match, I could just could not consider that for the main event. This has to go on last. So let's get into it. Then Jay white MJF. If you asked me a couple of weeks ago, I was picking the world title change. Um, I'm not so certain now just because, again, I didn't think Jay White came off very good on TV this week. So I could see maybe even if they were leaning that direction, getting a little skittish on that now. Uh, I'm going to pick MJF to retain, I think, at this point. What do you think, Jesse? I want to
3: apologize to Justin Joint because he's been right all along. MJF is going to retain. He's going to retain the AW World world title. I think it's an absolute slam dunk. I don't think there's any question in my mind that he's going to a lot of the points that Justin brought up a month back. I'll let him get into it. And then we can dive into the elephant
1: or the devil in the room after. And to my point, put the focus for this guy back on the world title scene. And you're right, Justin, I I think I'll go with him retaining too.
2: Yeah. um, Yeah. I've said this before. Jay White is somebody that I didn't really care about when he was in New Japan, but he has grown on me big time, you know, in the past six months. um, I actually liked the end segment on Dynamite between him and MJF. I I would agree that I don't know, you know, how hot it was for the crowd or, you know, what it did for pay per view buys, but once again, go. Well, yeah, but I mean, for me, it, it, I thought it did a good job telling the story, you know, with him saying MJF is the devil. It just added another little, I don't know about twist is the right word, but uh, put the spotlight back on MJF a little bit. Uh, Jay White's been doing great work, and I just don't see any scenario where he walks out of this match as champion. I think they have a lot better um options for somebody to take the world title off of MJF. I think it'd be really weird for him to lose the title to someone who, s- who seems to be playing like third or fourth fiddle in this current storyline. And also the fact that, you know, he's had the world title for the past month almost. Like he, I don't think it means anything if he's been carrying it to win it, you know, It means more that, you know, the baby face has got to get his championship back. So it just, Mm -hmm. it doesn't make any sense to me for, for Jay White to win this match.
1: I think it's got to be MJF. Yeah. And if the devil is someone like Cole or anybody else, wouldn't you, you wouldn't want to cost him the title because you'd want to be the one to take it from him. Right. Right. Correct. It would make no sense for you to cost the cost mjf the title what do you think jesse you hit the nail right on the head i'm
3: gonna throw a quick question back at you ryan is it because of mjf's absolute excellence on the microphone that you didn't like his promo last night because for him his standards is a little underwhelming
1: yeah probably i just didn't it didn't because i look at a successful go home show as something that if i'm on the edge it's gonna have me buying the pay-per-view and quite honestly it would have been the swerve and page stuff that would have got me to buy it but like as your world title match it just felt just kind of plain i don't i mean like okay yeah you're you're the you're the devil well i guess they can do that but he was out in the ring when the devil was leading the attack the week before i mean he could have someone else wearing the mask i guess but I don't. I don't know that. Like people have obviously thought that it's MJF's mask. That's where it came from. So I mean, it wasn't like some big. Oh, could he be? I'd never thought of that before. You know. So I mean, it, and then the beat down and well, it's like who was who, who the first beat?
2: The first beat down was his opponent for this pay per view. Uh, the acclaimed got beat down after they kind of failed MJF in that in that match because they're the ones who took the L. So mm-hmm. I mean, there are. Uh, reasons you could see MJF still playing that devil role, mm-hmm. and they threw
3: Anthony Bowens through sugar glass. Mm.
2: God, there the boy. There is just one possible outcome for this devil that just absolutely stinks. <laughs> <laughs> do
1: you want me to put this comment up right now? You want to hold off?
3: I if you want to, if that's where we're leading, it. is just the get devil. Into it. Because I love George. this.
1: The one from George? Yeah. Sorry, Tim. Tim's taken up a lot of the chat with some funny stuff, but George. <laughs> All right. George said, I'm hoping the devil is CM Punk and the rest of the Mass men are the rest of the pinnacle. That fucking Ooh. rules.
3: <laughs> Tony Khan hired George immediately. <laughs> um. Bye-bye, Will Washington
1: still love you. (laughs) So CM Punk as the devil would be like one of the greatest Hmm. (laughs) Mm storylines. If Tony Khan and CM Punk worked the entire media into this, it would be incredible. You're talking about something you want to turn business around with. Now that would get people talking. I would definitely not bet on this being the case, but I can't completely shut it out. They could definitely work, people. Justin, I can shut it down. (laughs) I, I, I I said I'm not gonna like pick this to happen, but I gotta leave like a one percent chance. So, I, I mean, I got what was it, two or three weeks ago? I don't
2: even know how I stumbled into it, but I kind of gave you guys my rankings for possibilities of who this devil is, and CM Punk was like my my highest of hopes of what it could be. And, and there's been a lot of teases, both from people in AEW and CM Punk himself And the teases from CM Punk himself is why I believe there is zero chance. It is CM Punk because if they were able to, to do whatever they did at, uh, all in, with, with whatever that backstage fracas was, and and you're keeping Jack Perry out for months, and you're keeping it completely hidden from every single insider who's not been able to even kind of hint to like, I think it might be a work. Nobody, nobody's able to get that information. It is an all-time Kaiser Soze cover-up. That is and why it would be so good. Now, <laughs> okay, where going? Yeah. Now, Okay. Go on. Continue, stay, Justin. But but. Why would you have, if if you did that great of a job keeping that under wraps, why the fuck would you have CM Punk hinting at it on Instagram and shit? That just completely fucking ruins it. You could have an all time reveal, but he's out there having fun with it. And that's the key word fun. He's just having fun. It's not CM Punk, everybody. I'm sorry. would rule i love the idea of him with the pinnacle that is incredible especially if you know the backstage stuff with how the pinnacle fucking hates mjf in real life i think (laughs)
1: to a degree uh it's just not him yeah i i agree but that one percent (laughs) (laughs) just just because i'm not i'm not saying this is gonna happen i'm definitely look i've heard zero on this too i've talked about stuff on the show i've talked about stuff with you guys off air people sending me stuff match results before it happens you know i have not heard a peep on cm punk and i i think it's him trolling i mean counterpoint is that he teases stuff before he made appearances too to get people talking um if he doesn't tease it nobody i mean yeah nobody is even possibly thinking it's him because everyone thinks you know he's been fired which you know as far as we know he has been but uh it gets people ex- possibly expecting it. does that make the reaction even better i mean you you would you would get that great live pop of course but like nobody would be going into the show even thinking it's a possibility with them teasing it more people are excited about the possibility And thinking, oh, maybe it could happen. George says, I'm hoping for that 1%. Yeah. I mean, I obviously am too, but I I would never, I wouldn't put any money on it. I I don't think it. I think there's a couple of other choices on on who it's going to be, but it's fun to think about, Jesse. Yeah. I put it at 5%, a little bit higher.
3: I think CM Punk went on, he was doing, I think, a UXFC card and said, oh, I've got about two months in this booth. And then I got other obligations. I got. To, I'll be heading back to. He did say that. I mean, that could also allude to another promotion later on. But you know, I mean,
1: got that. Did they've we also the been workers on there? Wear a WWE pin or something. <laughs> one of them too. There was something else going uh, on with one of the other announcers. Yeah. And then you
3: got the, the again tying back the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega stuff with the you've been acting like immature children, the sugar glass, all of it. Mm-hmm. Which is why there is about a half a percent chance, and you would t- completely turn away viewers and fans if Jungle Boy Jack Perry was the reveal. Oh, too. that would be bad. Yeah, I'm sorry. That would it be it bad. would be, it would be. But would you? And the slender build of the first devil, mm-hmm. he looked yep. so small. Which is why we thought maybe it could be Bert Baker at first. Mm-hmm. But she's out. She's denied it completely. A wild card in this that would also be a wet fart would be Kyle O'Reilly. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, because no. he's he's due back here very very soon. I'd like him to be one of the devils, like one of the one mm-hmm. of the assailants, one of the accomplices in this whole thing. I mm-hmm. I think it's ninety percent. It's Adam
1: Cole. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it just makes all sense. Which, to which is the world. obvious answer, but yeah, agree. And and that just goes back to like, how
2: legit is this injury? How legit is the severity of it? You know, were they at least able to cover that up? You know, like because because for it to be punk, that is, that's a hardcore
1: conspiracy theory with, with the cover <laughs> you up imagine involved that, in that, that podcast. Could oh you imagine God. that one percent chance, and they oh somehow God. worked everyone? That would be an all time fun show to do. absolutely. It would be an all time <laughs> great wrestling moment. Yeah,
3: I would give my son a small dose of melatonin, put him to sleep, and say, hey, "Let's go do the show." <laughs>
1: Guys, we're not trying to get you excited. We don't think that's actually going to. Ha- it's just it's good podcast content. It's it's fun to talk about. Don't go telling people this is going to happen. I don't think so.
2: And it's not it's not like we're pulling it out of thin air. People no, are teasing. people are t-
1: obviously talking about it. Yeah. That's why we got to talk about it. But yeah, Adam Cole makes the most sense. Jack, you cannot do Jack Pirate. The glass Perry. stuff I mean, is look.
2: weird though because that that room that uh, Bowen's got thrown into that didn't even have a door for that person who was in there to like go in and out of it. To me, it was very specifically about the glass.
1: Yep. It, the thing about Perry though, is everything we saw from him Yep. previously him being heel was horrible. So he can't pull it off. I don't I know how you would go to him in, in this key spot when he showed you, he just could not do the character work necessary previously yeah and like are you really gonna go to perry and mjf Ugh.
3: unless he went to anything. jason Priestley and ian ziering for acting you lessons know. the last three months yeah
1: yeah i mean just talking about putting this focus back on you know mjf as the world champion that's gonna be the next few no way no way. i mean obviously the story they've been telling is adam cole and i know people probably want a bigger shock than that with this but that's the most logical that's <laughs> my pick if they even reveal it which they might not as we yeah. talked about
3: and then the old hug and the stab which he's done to o'reilly roderick
2: strong yeah. yep. and mjf as well so it should be adam cole it's yeah. it's the, it's the logical destination and sometimes in wrestling that's your best possible outcome is the most logical one and and whether the injury was real or not, it added that nice little uh, mystery to it is is the severity of it and how long he's going to be out. And if he is able to make like a, a miraculous John Cena return sooner than everybody thought, uh, that just
1: adds oh. to the adds to the story. Mm hmm. I mean, we've talked about this from day one. Was it you, Justin, first on the show that, uh, or maybe it was I can't remember who threw it out first when initially people were expecting MJF to turn on Cole, but then we started talking about Cole should turn and be heel out of this. Was that you, Jesse? Yes, mm-hmm. and in Adam Cole's with, better heel. Yeah, and what I've said about earlier about MJF as a babyface and I, it's made him boring to me, non-compelling. Over the last few weeks, I liked it at first fine. I felt like they needed to try it out because of the reactions he was getting. I feel like it's cooled him off lately. And it hasn't helped that Cole's been off TV. Um, but, you know, doing that with Cole, ter- him, if he turns on MJF in that fashion, it should give some steam again to the baby face run from MJF. Theoretically, at least. And it Can- should make Cole feel a lot more important than he has as a singles performer, at least in this company so far. So
2: my one big reservation about the entire thing, especially when it comes to Adam Cole is I don't, I just don't really want to see him as the top guy in AEW holding the world title. That doesn't interest me at all. Once again, Mm -hmm. going back to Jay white, I, they just have so many better options. Yes. That's why I would almost rather see a scenario where he just costs MJF the title. And this has just been a personal story and not about the championship 364 days ago
3: on my 100th episode of my podcast i had andreas hale and kel dans beyond and i said right then and there that the number two heel in your promotion at this moment is swerve strickland i think that it's time that he is the number one heel and he he wins the aw world title he's the one that has to take it from mjf i'm completely sold on it now
1: Not going to get any disagreement here. (laughs) This is like the Swerve City number one fans podcast show (laughs) right
3: here. I'm sold. So if that means MJF needs to hold it for four more months, by all means, do it. Got to do it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: We have one more thing on the show to talk about, right?
0: Hmm,
1: Do we? Special announcement. uh, Free agent. Oh, my God. Yes. The free agent announcement. Okay so some names floating out there uh number one cannot be wwe people that were recently released at least due to that three-month window thank god um so there was basically two names floating out there uh osprey tyrus and mercedes monet sasha banks and fightful tonight cooled off the mercedes stuff they had a story up saying they were flat out told unless this these people don't know that it wasn't mercedes and so that essentially leaves will osprey at least if you want to get people excited by this announcement and not get you know tony khan made fun of again for one of his special announcements (laughs) and the way the the way he built it up should i just read exactly what he said I, i got it here hang on a second So, yeah, Tony Khan wrote yesterday afternoon on his Twitter X account, AEW has agreed to terms with one of the world's best wrestlers, a pro who is known and respected by virtually every AEW fan. They'll come to L.A. to sign their contract this Saturday on pay-per-view. And so, Justin, unless it's Brett the Hitman Hart... (laughs) Um, (laughs) they're taking him up on being a backstage agent why the hell did they turn that down no uh, will osprey makes the most sense i know about the new japan deal through february and everything but also aw has a working relationship with new japan Mm -hmm. they can work out something where will can still work big shots for new japan through february and And beyond for that for them beyond because if he goes to wwe they're not going to get that deal from him and so they have an advantage new japan has an advantage to exclusively allow one of their contracted performers to negotiate with aew because they know if he goes there they're still going to be able to use them Mm -hmm. on will's side It would be interesting that he didn't even wait to get to free agency to see what kind of money WWE would throw at him.
2: Although you would have to think he he knows, right? There's no way he doesn't know. know. They're not not giving him a hint as to the cheddar that he'd be sniffing.
1: I don't know, man. You never know until you get that free agency, for sure. We, We do know that WWE is supposedly going to be pulling back a little bit on their contracts, which will make some of these upcoming renewals interesting. But um, yeah, I think, I think they're probably, they're going to throw a lot of money at him. TK obviously wants Osprey. He wants him on that Wembley show next year. Will could demand to win the world title on that show. You know, if that puts him over the top. That That's my big question is if it's Will Osprey is like, do you have him be
2: the one to beat MJF? you know, sooner rather than later? Or do you, do you wait and have him win the title at, you know, the big Wembley all in show?
1: Mm-hmm. I, so our friend Andrew Zarian, Matt men, he was clearly teasing it's Osprey on his Twitter page yesterday. Multiple posts. Um, no, I didn't get that. Hm. I saw him. I didn't understand it. I'm so dumb. Another, I had one other person tell me that they're pretty sure it's Osprey. Uh, I think it's him. Mm -hmm. Not 100%. It seems to make the most sense, though, for all the reasons that I I just laid out. Jesse, you agree? Could dream a little bit
3: more as well, because while you guys were talking, I was scrolling through the New Japan World Tag League match lineups for the next two weeks, and Will Ospreay is not found on any of those cards. Can we get him in this tournament? Oh, God. That would be great. Oh, my heavens. (laughs) Tony, listen to Brian Danielson on this one. He's been the one hyping this up. He wants his G1 in AEW. Give that man his G1 with the talent that
1: you have. Yes. It's looking like him. We can't say for certain, but it sure looks like it, Justin. I hope so.
2: I, I really, really hope so. WWE doesn't need him.
1: And I mean, are you even convinced the WWE would do right by him? I'm not. I mean,
2: the only blueprint is AJ Styles. That's one. But I, I, I just don't see it with all the top stars they kind of have lined up for after Roman Reigns. How Will Ospreay would fit into that? You know, because with Cody Rhodes and LA Knight. You know, maybe a Sami Zayn. It's like they're, they're sitting pretty good on, on the baby face side. Yeah. And Will Ospreay as a heel does not make any
1: sense in WWE.
3: Not
2: right away. No.
1: No. I am I mean, the money thing, sure. But yeah, AEW has always seemed to be the destination for him. We know Tony really wants him on the roster. And, and also with Mercedes, by the way, the Fightful report noted that Everyone expects her to work with AEW eventually. They just don't know when. You know the her her ankle injury complicated things. There, we've seen her on an AEW show already. You know at all in from the the luxury box at the top of Wembley. So yeah, but apparently those were the two names that came to my mind instantly. It's going to be Mercedes or Osprey. And I, I I a lot of people are making a big you know hubbub about the contracts and stuff, but I never thought that that was a stumbling block. They work. They work with New Japan. They have a good relationship. People yeah. go back and forth between the promotions. They can work something out. You know. So
2: You you already, he, in, you already laid it out to how it it's, it's an advantage for New Japan too.
1: Yeah, for sure.
3: So. does he want Danielson Swerve Omega or does he want Seth Rollins?
1: <laughs> I mean <sighs> Justin's face tells it all. (laughs) I Uh, wouldn't mind to see him work Seth. I wouldn't want to see him over and over
2: again. I wouldn't wouldn't mind seeing him work Tyler Black. I'm good on Seth freaking Rollins. Yeah. Mm. How long are Seth and Becky signed for again? Well, she doesn't have a future in Jeopardy. That's
1: for sure. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I saw that today. Worst, Worst Jeopardy contestant ever, someone said. Oh for sixty? Something some crazy like that? Becky Becky Lynch, her contract expires according to Fightful, June 2024. I don't have it. I don't have Seth here on this list, but Becky is supposedly next June. I don't see Seth going anywhere. No, he's a company guy. Okay. All right, guys. So that about does it for full gear. Saturday so- night
2: the big Goldberg reveal (laughs) coming he is going to be the big free agent signing and the devil
3: (laughs) to get on the mic and ask the crowd who's next oh god
1: (laughs) remember when he was floating out there for the Wembley show for a while yeah uh huh I would I mean I definitely wouldn't be surprised if they bring him in for an appearance at some point be better than Ric Flair not going to touch that one <laughs> <laughs> he's touched everything else <laughs> well done that's about the best way to go off on uh, the show <laughs> well done jesse Uh do you want more jesse velasquez content listen to trn unplugged on our patreon page highly recommended subscribe to the youtube channel subscribe to us wherever podcasts are found Uh, we are on a new host now you will not notice that on your end people but last weekend i put in a lot of work i had to move our show over to a new host spotify for podcasters not the place for this podcast anymore that's for sure so if you were trying to dip into our archives and you notice some missing episodes they are all up now the entire archive back to july of 2016 i can I can assure you of that. So Top Rope Nation, Running Strong, YouTube, Apple, wherever podcasts are on. We're still on Spotify. Don't get me wrong. We're just not hosted by them on the back end any longer. Google Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever. Tune in wherever you listen. You can even ask your Amazon devices to play Top Rope Nation, and it will. Listen to us that way as well. Guys, it's been a blast. Appreciate the time tonight always a good way to to wind down the week on a Thursday evening. Any parting comments, Justin? No, man. Look, I'm excited to
2: uh watch some wrestling with you and the fam. Hopefully our kids keep it down, stay under control. Those freaking loose cannons on on Saturday night, they were
1: they were all over the place. I hope uh, one of my kids doesn't end up in the ER again. I think that was the last time the whole family came <laughs> over for the super bowl party last year and yeah, yeah. Uh, one of my kids fell and she cut her forehead open on the trim around the baseboard and uh, was bleeding like rick flair back in the 80s it was not a pretty sight and i did not see the second half of the super bowl live because of this so we got to keep those kids in check justin
2: i'm still convinced she bladed <laughs> it was a work she hit it Type well I- operation you're running over there in the drossy household
1: <laughs> got to teach them from a young age man they've been reading that bret hart autobiography is how here's how you hide the blade jobs it convinced <laughs> us it was legit we were playing the vince mcmahon role <laughs> i won't say pat patterson but vince mcmahon we're playing the vince mcmahon role jesse any parting comments i'm so pumped for saturday night
3: can't wait till my son goes to sleep Yes. so i'll be watching from that point until the end
2: Hey, actually, I actually, yeah. you know what? My party my parting comments, uh seriously, you know, I, I said going in full gear, my hype level, low, 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 talking to you guys, uh it, it's back up a little bit. I, I'm excited to see how this goes. It's so top I, heavy.
3: You- mm-hmm. It's top heavy, much like all
1: of the older cards used to be. Yes. And, and that's indeed. the way it should be. Agreed. I'm looking forward to it. I'll look forward to talking about it uh, Sunday as well when we do the post show. So guys, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel and turn the notifications bell on because we don't know what time we're doing it yet. But if you have that notifications bell on, it'll alert you on your phone or wherever that we're live and you can join us live for the post show and let us know what you thought of it while we're on the air and get involved in that show on Sunday as well. So with that said, this has been episode 317 of Top Rope Nation. Enjoy full gear, and we'll talk to you all on Sunday. Take care. And you know it.